sitting there and talking about it. And then the other one is a medical one where they have a doctor coming in to answer like any medical questions because a lot of information about herpes is just unknown. Yeah. Or it's like just word of mouth and it's the wrong information. So nobody knows anything about it. And it's this scary unknown thing Mm -hmm. that people think they know everything about it, but then they really don't. Mm -hmm. And then it's I'm still learning about it too. Yeah. And um, yeah, so it was my first experience with the support group. Mm-hmm. And how do you feel about that support group? Um, I was, <laughs> when I went, I was so nervous. I was I just like, imagine. the my, my main fears were like, okay, what if I see someone who I know? Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, shoot, well, I'm outed. Yeah. <laughs> and then just like, what am I going to say? Or like, if I'm going to say anything or what is it going to be like? Mm. Like, what are these people going to say? Because mm. I'm very quiet and shy in mm-hmm. front of new people. You know that. Yes. That was your yes, first I, impression of I me. I thought you were mute. <laughs> <laughs> so I was just like, oh, I'm just going to be here and observe and just listen. And it was a group of like 10 people. And there were three of us that were new members, I okay. guess. And they talked about the group. Then there was this one guy who basically like leads it and he goes, so what about you three? Like, how did you contract it? How'd you find out? Oh, so he was like, all right, let's go. Just diving in. And I was already like, oh shit. Like, am I, am I, what am I going to say? Because Mm -hmm. I did not prepare anything. Right. So one person went and I was like, okay, I'm going to go second. Because if I go last, like that's going to last like a lasting impression. (laughs) Because I don't even want to, I don't know. I just kind of want to be in that middle position where nobody like really thinks about it again. When she was done, I wanted to hop on it, yeah. but the other person beat me to oh, it. Oh, <laughs> man. You guys are thinking the same thing. So I was like, damn it. Okay, I got to go last. So they they really saved me for the last, like, 15 minutes of this group. And they were just like, okay, well, what about you? Mm-hmm. So it was also the very first time that I had been honest and really told how I got it. Mm-hmm. And I think, I don't know if I, like, told you because... I don't think so. I was in this relationship, like on and off, mm-hmm. really toxic relationship during 2016, 2017, mm-hmm. like very on and off, like it was really bad. And then in January, he and his friend invited me out. Mm-hmm. And so I had gone out to a bar with them. And that night it was just very weird because I remember I only had one drink. Mm-hmm. But I completely blacked out and I have Mm. no idea like what had happened. Right. And Mm. I got sick. I do remember getting sick. I do remember going back to their place. And then I remember he was having sex with me. Mm. So my suspicion, just from what I know Mm -hmm. and what I remember, Mm -hmm. is that I feel like I was date raped and roofied. That's what it sounds like to me. Yeah. Yeah. And I remember that week after it was almost immediate. I had I had the outbreak. Mm. And, but I didn't know what it was. Actually, I kind of guessed and yeah. I was like, oh, but it can't be. Right. This was probably just from like the sex. Yeah. Like it was probably just like the friction. And, yeah. Or like, like a rash. Mm-hmm. Something like that. Mm-hmm. So I was like, let's just put some tea tree oil on it and call it a day. Yep. <laughs> oh, oh, tea tree oil. <laughs> I'm so over tea tree oil. <laughs> like done with that shit. So overrated. <laughs> <laughs> and then after that, I just didn't even think about it anymore because mm. I was like, this is someone that I'm technically kind of like dating. So I didn't really think about it, but yeah. I'd question it the whole time. And I was like, mm, like, did this actually happen? Like, what, mm. what was this? But I was in such denial too, because I, yeah. of course I'm like trying to see the good in him and yeah. not really wanting to see him as like this bad guy that would ever do this to sure. me. 
And then the year kind of went on. And then in September, I had a bump. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh my gosh, it's probably just like an ingrown hair or something. Yeah. But then it wouldn't go away and it mm-hmm. hurt. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay. And <laughs> I've had a history of like having to go <laughs> to get surgery I've and like, there. <laughs> like having like just something down there. And, yeah. and I was just very cautious that I didn't want that to happen again. Yeah. I didn't want to have surgery and yeah, call totally. you up and say, hey, help Time me. To go. Can you drive me to urgent care? care. <laughs> Hold yeah. my hand. Yeah. Um, so I went to the doctor to get it checked out. And the doctor was like, oh, do you have herpes? And I was like, what? No, crazy lady. Like, yeah. no, I don't. And she's like, oh, it kind of looks like a like a herpes sore yeah and i was like you need to like check your eyes because this is not what that is yeah (laughs) and then she was like do you want to test for it do you want to like Mm. do like a swab test yeah i was like yeah like yeah you could do it it'll come back negative but just do it like might as well let's do everything um and then i was off on my merry way and they were like okay like we'll have your test results within like you know like three days and we'll call you if there's anything but if you don't get a call then everything's good okay and i was like all right cool so i remember being at work and receiving this call and it was like one of the nurses and she just said you tested positive for herpes simplex simplex virus Mm -hmm. and after that i blacked out Mm -hmm. my world was rocked yeah and i was like this cannot be happening to me yeah i don't I have no idea what she said after that. Mm-hmm. But then I was just like, oh, my God, my life is over. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because for me, I didn't know what it was. Mm-hmm. It's depicted as this really bad, like disgusting like thing yeah. that's like you're you're basically nothing now that yeah. you and for like me and I've talked about it before, like my sexual identity was like very much part of who i am yeah you have a strong sexual identity you're not you're not afraid of your sexuality at all and then hearing that i was like that's gone yeah it's over yeah and that's how i felt so i remember i called my friends and was just like like this is this is what's happening what do i do and they were very supportive of me and they were like we're always here for you and then i also remember calling my mom Mm mm-hmm and thinking like my mom was gonna be the one who was like comforting me mm-hmm. but it was very much not that mm-hmm. <laughs> the first thing she said was how many people have you slept with and oh, i was like geez. oh man <laughs> this is not going well <laughs> i was like that's that's not how it is like yeah. like maybe like i talk like i'm a slut but i'm actually not yeah. like and it, it just really hurt me to hear that from my yeah. mom and she was like who did you get this from and i was like girl like that's the question i'm asking yeah because it didn't it didn't occur to me at that time like i just mm. didn't think about it like the guy i was with mm-hmm. like i still had this illusion of him that he was like mm-hmm. this good guy yep so I was in just such denial. And I remember also I texted him and I was like, hey, I have something that I need to talk to you about. Can yeah. I come over? Can we talk? And he was like really weirded out because he's like, why do you want to come over and talk about it? Like, can't you just tell me now? Mm-hmm. I was like, no, like we need to talk about it in person. Mm-hmm. And then I went over to his apartment. We were sitting down and I just told him, I was like, hey, so I went to the doctor and um, I have herpes. Mm-hmm. And his face went blank. He just like, he just didn't say anything. And the whole time I didn't want to put any blame on him because I didn't know at the time. Um, And I was just like stupid at the time too. And I didn't want to like make it such like a big conflict. I didn't know how to Mm. maneuver this conversation. So I said to him like, 
I don't know where I got this from, but you're the only guy that I've ever been with in the past two years. Mm-hmm. And I'm just getting this now. So, mm-hmm. and then I, I do remember saying like, and maybe I've had it for a while and it was laying dormant mm-hmm. until now. Like, I don't like playing such stupidity yeah. and just waited for him to say anything. And he said nothing. Like literally nothing. Yeah. So I sat there for like 20 minutes waiting, just waiting mm-hmm. for anything. Like if he had known, I'm sorry. Anything. <laughs> anything. And then there was nothing. So after 20 minutes, I was like, all right, this is uh, hurting me even more yeah. than anything. So I'm just going to go. Yeah. So I left. And ever since then, I haven't, I haven't heard from him. Mm-hmm. So it was like trauma after trauma. Yeah. After trauma. One thing on top of another, on top of another. Yeah. So that was a, that was a really tough time for me, like just dealing with that. And I just kind of swept it under the rug and was Mm -hmm. like, okay, I can't, I can't do anything about this now because life goes on. I have, I still have to work. I still have to do all this. Mm -hmm. So things were really, really rough. I do remember having like mental breakdowns at work Mm -hmm. (laughs) because I was like, what am I doing? What is life? Yeah. Like, why am I, like, why, why? why? Just why? Yeah, why is this happening? And then dating was still, I was like, okay, I can't, I can't date anymore. I can't do this anymore. Mm-hmm. But my cousins actually bought me a Match.com subscription. Mm-hmm. So it was paid for. So I still had to do these, like, yeah. I, I still felt obligated to go on these dates. But I was holding off until the next year. So January 2018. Yeah, because they, you did the Match.com thing. Your cousins did that around Christmas time, right? It was around like the summertime, but they got me like a six month subscription. Okay, so it yeah. was like ending mm-hmm. and it was still there and it was paid for. So yeah. I can't let money go to waste. Yeah. <laughs> so I remember in the beginning of this year, 2018, I would go on some dates and I would meet some like really cool guys and like we would hit it off and everything. But the struggle I was having was how do I tell them? Yeah. Because if I tell them, how, what's the response going to be mm-hmm. and just like disclosing so the first i don't know the first like three or four guys that i had met i didn't say anything mm-hmm. i would just tell them like oh no i'm just waiting i can't have sex with you or i can't do anything mm-hmm. and then that ended up just not working out mm-hmm. i think because they couldn't get what they wanted mm-hmm. and i wasn't giving it to them because mm-hmm. i was going to give them something extra too yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, Gift with purchase. yeah i was just like i'm not gonna put them through what you know and yeah. I wanted to let them know, but I didn't know how to have the conversation. Yeah, so I was like, okay, well, I can't date anymore. Mm-hmm. So the whole time, I'm like, my identity and everything it's that I over. am, it's it's gone. Yeah, It's just over. And I did disclose to two people. So this was like in May and June. And the first one that I disclosed to for the first time, I just remember... I was a nervous wreck. Yeah. I said it and then it was received so well. He was so sweet about it. He was like, thank you for letting me know. Like, I don't see you as any less of a person. Like, mm. you're so amazing. I still remember like vividly, like how he was about it. And I was just like, oh my God, Whoa. like you're the one. Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which he's obviously not because we're still single. <laughs> um, and I just remember he was also like, I don't care. I still, I still would want to have sex with you. And mm-hmm. I was like, wow, like really? I was just very surprised. Yeah. I was like, you, you still, you would? Yeah. But I had an outbreak during that time. So I, I couldn't have sex with yeah. him. So, and then the other one I did tell, but then, and he was actually pretty open to it too, but I was so nervous at the time. He kept yeah. like trying to comfort me and he was like, you know, it's okay. It's okay. Yeah. And I was just freaking out, but he ended up getting his ex pregnant. So. 
Well, so that ended for different reasons. Yeah, bye-bye. Um, but yeah, so here we are, and now I'm just trying to accept it even more and more. It's a process, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah. What led you to like want to go to a support group necessarily? I think it was more of just being in a room of people who also had something that I had mm-hmm. and then not having to like educate or like talk mm-hmm. to someone who didn't know anything about it and didn't know how to like deliver whatever message or like just even talk without yeah. like offending me in any way. Yeah. Like I feel like when I talk to my friends about it, I can sense that they sometimes tiptoe mm-hmm. around what they say because the stigma is so fucking yeah. real. Yeah. And it's like they don't want to come off judgmental, mm-hmm. but I can see that it's uncomfortable and I don't want to like go through that because yeah. I also am very, I don't know anything about it. Mm-hmm. Like I'm still trying to figure it out. Mm-hmm. And it was also a normalizing experience yeah. to go to the support group and seeing these people. But one of the things that I was very caught off guard with is that one of the people in the group said, we've all gotten this consensually. So, you know, mm-hmm. we're here today. And when he said that, I was like, mm, I did not it's get this false. consensually. Yeah. So my experience is probably a little bit more severe than some other people's experiences. Mm-hmm. But then I also listening and seeing these other members of the group and their own experiences, their own experience. Like, yeah. So herpes simplex virus, there's two types. There's HSV1 and HSV2. I was blessed to have both. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> HSV1 is more cold sores, uh-huh. which... Almost everyone has. Yeah. Everyone has cold sores in yeah. their mouth. And there are people in the group who are having a hard time just having cold sores and dealing with that and disclosing that to people. So, like, that's their experience with it. Yeah. And then HSV2 is genital herpes. Uh-huh. So, but you could get HSV1 on mm. your genitals through oral sex. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, the way that it happens to, like, having an outbreak, you kind of experience that differently. Like, for me, it... It's just an awful experience. It hurts. It lasts for like one or two weeks if I'm not on medication. Mm -hmm. And some people get really, really sick, like flu-like symptoms. Mm -hmm. And someone I know had to go to the ER because they didn't know what was going Mm -hmm. on. And that's how they found out. Mm -hmm. And then some people just don't get outbreaks. They just have that one and then they're done and just carry on their lives. So everyone experiences very differently. And going to these support groups, I can see that too, mm-hmm. where it's like, okay, we're all going through this together. Yeah. So it was very normalizing. Yeah, I think explaining to people makes it really difficult because y- you feel like you're responsible for educating them, mm-hmm. but then you also feel like you then have to take care of them and how they feel about the situation. And yeah. it's like, God, I'm not coming here to be your therapist right now. I know. Yeah, like I'm, I'm trying to talk about what I'm going through, but I have to be so wary of what you're going to say. And then I think like, I know for sure for you, you pick up on like those nuances and the energies from mm-hmm. people and that can make you shut down more or then make you feel worse about mm-hmm. something that you're going to people with so that you can hopefully get some comfort or relief. Yeah. I feel like even talking about it more and even saying like the word herpes more, yeah. I'm just like, okay, this is, it's getting better every time. But yeah. You're, you're mentioning like education about STDs and STIs. Mm-hmm. And I feel like a big reason that there's so much stigma, whether it's with herpes hiv i mean gonorrhea chlamydia whatever you want to any any of the gamut of issues that can come up when you're having sex there's so much stuff that can happen right 
I feel like the stigma is so strong because we don't we don't talk about it and the education is so poor. You mm-hmm. were saying like I didn't even know what the hell was going on. Like I don't know how to explain it to people because we don't talk about it. Right. And then we end up treating each other badly and we're not supportive to each other because we just listen to the the really scary like oh my god like you know my penis is gonna fall off stories mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and it's like okay not necessarily you yeah. know there's there are other avenues there's treatment there are options there are people you can talk to this is happening all around you to way more people than you think way more people have different types of herpes mm-hmm. than we think one in five people have hsv Mm. and there's gener- there's some generations like older generations they like all have it because yep. with cold sores like and dentists they would never use gloves yep. so they would touch a patient then mm-hmm. they touch another one and that they would just spread mm-hmm. and then with gynecologists too yeah they weren't wearing gloves so they yeah. would just transmit yeah <laughs> herpes from patient to patient to patient yeah. so and then I know with, what is it, shingles? Yep. That's also, it's, yep. it's a virus on mm-hmm. the nerve that's very simple. And mm-hmm. it's the same medication that mm-hmm. I would take if I had shingles. Yeah. And chicken pox and all of that. Yeah. So I think they're all related. Yeah. Well, all my aunts, they get the, the cold sores. Mm-hmm. And it's probably because back home, like the sterilization and like passing fluid by fingertip and all of that when you're getting dental work done or whatever it is, like... They weren't thinking about that stuff. Mm-hmm. But I think there's there's a difference between... And I know everyone's experience is different. But there's a difference between dealing with something that's on your lip versus like full-on explosive pain in your genitals. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I understand the mouth is very important. But I feel like it would affect you on a different level mm-hmm. when it's like on your genitals. And you're right. like, what the fuck, man? Yeah. Like, this is this is part of my identity like you were talking about Mm -hmm. what am i going to do about this Mm -hmm. and i can see how that would be extremely scary what am i supposed to do now yeah it's like this alien invader just like invading my literally my private parts yeah yeah (laughs) so i don't know it's just it's a lot and dealing with like the outbreak too like when that happens it's also a reminder of how you had it like with me and my experience like i didn't have it consensually Mm -hmm. and whenever i had an outbreak it would just trigger that memory like Mm -hmm. this is how i actually got it Mm -hmm. and then i would go into like my deep depression and Mm -hmm. just be like how could i let myself go through this he took advantage of me yeah all of this and then that's also part of my identity like why am i so stupid and it's just like all these these then you start thoughts. blaming yourself, right? Exactly. Which is we've been talking about things going on with women now and issues mm-hmm. now, and like there's so much stigma with talking about if you have been in a situation where the sex was not consensual, mm-hmm. and then you make excuses for the person, you make mm-hmm. you blame it on yourself because you're like, oh no, like I I don't want to believe that that happened, I don't want to believe that I put myself quote unquote in that situation. Mm-hmm. When that wasn't on you, right. but we do that because we want to. We want to rationalize everything. Mm-hmm. We want it to just go away. And if we like put a label on it and say, "Oh yeah, I fucked up," then maybe it'll go away. But that's not how it works. Mm-mm. Maybe no. for a while, but it's not a solution. For the longest time, I was like, "This is fifty percent my fault." Mm-hmm. And I, for the longest time, I was like, "I can't put the put the full blame on him because I was there too." But then now I'm like, with everything going on with this hashtag Me Too, like. Yeah. And I'm reading more and more and listening more and more like that's not okay what he no, did. No, it doesn't matter if you're you are 
as a woman or a man in mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. in any in any situation like that it does not give anyone the right to then do anything to you whether it's touch you penetrate you say inappropriate things to you it does not give anyone the right to do that Mm -hmm. we make those excuses because if you don't rationalize it then as women especially then you're made out to be a slut a whore this that you like you were saying how the guy responded to you which is totally fucking inappropriate Mm -hmm like treating you like damaged goods so it's like well why am i gonna say anything about it anyway the response that i'm gonna get is gonna be worse than fucking keeping quiet and just Mm -hmm. wallowing in it by myself yeah and that's not fucking fair yeah it's just the the lack of education definitely and the lack of information that's out there Mm -hmm. so i don't know we need to sign a petition (laughs) Well, you hear like one story from somebody, right? And Mm -hmm. then that becomes your knowledge base. Mm -hmm. And people are so uncomfortable to look at it closer because I I feel like a lot of the time we feel like if we like Google something, it's going to come into reality like if we web md something mm-hmm. then we're all of a sudden going to be like oh god like did that happen to me is it happening to that person what does it really mean and then you end up down a rabbit hole mm-hmm. but sometimes that rabbit hole is the answer like you need to look at it and just be like yo this is what people are going through am i gonna be a supportive human being or am i gonna be an ignorant fuck Mm -hmm. and unfortunately people defer to ignorant fuck because it's more comfortable yeah ignorance is bliss right i would rather just have someone ask questions absolutely just just ask more about it if they if you don't know ask yeah that's all yeah that's all because the sexual education system is flawed so definitely if you don't know anything just like ask about it and don't be afraid to ask about it like if i'm already opening that door saying like this is what i have and if you don't know it ask me about my experience yeah don't just automatically say like oh you're a slut you got this from like sleeping so many people and like you're dirty and blah 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 yeah yeah no (laughs) you're welcoming the opportunity to get answers Mm -hmm. like you're offering people the chance to say like hey how did it happen like what what do i need to know about it Mm -hmm. like how can i be a supportive person if someone else tells me this is what they're going through it's i mean it sucks because then people think like oh now i'm somehow involved with this person who has herpes Mm -hmm. it's like no bitch ask some fucking questions get educated and be a better person yeah just because like i'm a person with herpes doesn't mean that i'm like any less of a person like i'm still a person like i'm still a human i'm just someone with something yes in the group they were saying like it's a skin disease is what it is so if you if you're (laughs) if you don't like that someone has like a skin disease or something it's just not your flavor then that's just what it is then Mm -hmm. that's they're not for you Mm -hmm. but just seeing it as that like this is so common but not a lot of people know it as right Right. Like, there's a lot of people walking around who probably have it and they just don't yes. know. Yes. Yeah. That's kind of what I was saying earlier. Like, there are, are so many people mm-hmm. who either have it and they don't know they have it, they don't talk about it, they mm-hmm. have it, they do talk about it. I mean, that's kind of where we're at now where so many people are going through so many things and nobody's talking about it and it's not benefiting anybody. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it's super unfortunate. Yeah. Well, that's why we have this podcast. Yes. Because we're in filter and we're just trying yes. to like, talk about it. We're yeah. just trying to talk more yeah yeah absolutely so in mental health Mm -hmm. we often talk about like people become very much defined by their illnesses Mm -hmm. so if you're depressed you're anxious schizophrenic we use those words as you know this person is 
depressed. This person is anxious. This person is schizophrenic. I get it. But that makes it seem like that is who you are. Mm-hmm. And that's it. Like mm-hmm. the, That's the end all be all of it. There's no other adjective to describe you. Right. There's nothing else I going on in I am herpes. Yes. Get away from me. <laughs> but... But that's that's not how it is. And I and it's interesting that in therapy, we work so hard to tell people like you are who you are and you are living with mm-hmm. depression. Mm-hmm. You are living with anxiety, with schizophrenia. Right. It's externalized. It is, yeah, it is. It is not who you are. It's something that you are dealing with, that yes. you're managing. But we just we do such a fail job of doing that with a lot of medical conditions but especially with stds and stis Mm -hmm. right and like i'm guilty of doing that too like i for sure am sometimes i feel like this is karma biting me back in the ass before before i learned about like hiv and aids Mm -hmm. do you know how many people have hiv and they're living like full-term lives with it but when you read about it or someone tells you something about it usually whatever your experience was like the first time that you heard about it Mm -hmm. that then becomes your reality of what it is and Mm -hmm. so for the longest time granted i learned about hiv and aids a long time ago y'all but at the beginning I was like so afraid. I was like, "Oh my god!" Like, well, it was painted out to be this scary thing that yeah. you're gonna get it, you're gonna die. Like in Mean Girls, yeah, don't have yeah. sex, you're gonna, you're gonna yeah. get it, STD, and you're gonna die. Yeah, yeah. And so many people who have HIV, they don't feel like they're able to even like they're not able to talk about it, and then that leads to more mental health issues, mm-hmm. and it leads to people completing suicide. Mm-hmm. Like this is this is an issue that like spirals to a whole like a way super deep level, and I think a lot of people fail to realize that and are really quick to judge, not realizing how damaging that can be to a person because you you've now set into motion potentially a lot of other things for that human being Mm -hmm. who really didn't deserve it like there's a bob marley quote that says um yeah man before (laughs) one love (laughs) well okay i guess that kind of applies (laughs) but it's um be sure that before you point your finger to make sure that your hands are clean Mm. and i always Mm -hmm. think about that i mean wash your hands guys but Mm -hmm. like think about like your own shit Mm -hmm. like okay maybe you don't have herpes but you probably done some stuff man yeah and you're probably going through a lot of things that you don't want to talk to anybody about things that affect your life very severely and things that you don't want to be judged about so you should think about that stuff before you open your mouth Mm -hmm. to another person now i'm being really defensive because i'm mad (laughs) i'm mad that i'm mad that people treated you that way because (laughs) you can always talk to me about this stuff and it makes me so angry that that anyone treated you like that because it fucking blows man i mean it is what it is though that's the world we live in and that's why i'm glad that i'm taking it in this more proactive way Mm -hmm. but there are some people who are like who get these messages that they're terrible ugly disgusting people and then they just let that take over their lives and they're not doing anything about it they're not seeking for that help because they don't know Mm-hmm. And they just let it take them personally. Like, thank God I'm a therapist and I kind of understand a little bit about how it works. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have really supportive friends like you who can also like help me through that too and tell me, like encourage me to get that help. Yeah. But there are some people who don't and then, yeah, they just spiral down and it's it becomes this big thing. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, we're doing this. We're literally hurting people yeah. with our words. Yeah, there's so much room to do better. 
Mm-hmm. And I think that's a place that we're trying to get to with mental health. Like mm-hmm. we're trying to move past a lot of the stigma, but it's it's really hard to do it because once you have some misconstrued picture of whatever it is, that's it. People don't want to go beyond that. Mm-hmm. And it sucks. But for me, I think it's like super brave that you went and like met all these people and sat with them and then all of a sudden had to like talk bro i cried i did i did cry yeah dude (laughs) because i was because i didn't know what i was doing i didn't know what i was gonna say it's just a lot of emotions yeah but yeah you're going and talking about it but then you're with all these people then you're thinking about what they're gonna say it's it's a it's a super emotional complex situation Mm -hmm. and so i hope that this is inspiring for at least one person out there on both sides like whether you're dealing with herpes or any std sti any issue that you're afraid that you might be judged about please do see if you can find somebody to talk to and please know that there are people out there that will support you and do think that you're brave because you're you're not alone you wouldn't imagine how many people will be there for you and just seeking that support like was so helpful just even just and just talking about it more and like yeah. breaking that stigma. Yeah. I find that it's it's helping me so tremendously. But if you are listening, I hope if you do have something that you're dealing with, yes, exactly. <laughs> if you do have herpes or an STD or an STI, then I hope this kind of helped to make you feel like you're not alone because that's how everyone feels in the beginning. Like, I'm so alone in this. And if you are on the other side and somebody comes to you and they want to talk to you, I also hope that it encourages people to be supportive and listen and ask questions. It's okay to not understand something. It's okay to not know. We should do better to educate ourselves. But if you don't know, then make the effort to ask instead of judging before you understand something. And don't always believe that what your friend told you about something is the way that it is or what your parents told you because STDs and STIs with the generation before us and the generation before that like my parents never talked about that stuff so there's a chance that what you've been told is totally incorrect and it's already been plugged with all this like negative emotion so do yourself a favor and your friend or family member or whoever it is who comes to you by just asking it'll serve everyone so much better it will (laughs) so before we and i do want to just give out some resources yeah someone from the support group that i'm in gave me this list of stuff and it's like actually pretty interesting and pretty helpful so the first resource is actually a book called damaged goods women Mm. women women living (laughs) with incurable sexually transmitted diseases and it's that's what it Mm -hmm. is it's a book the next one is a youtube channel laureen hd and it's a youtube channel that's dedicated to helping people cope with the herpes stigma and then the next one is exposed.com it's a uh, full of information as stories from people who have been exposed to an sti so it's not just herpes but it's like everything and it's just basically like a blog it tells like people like curated stories stories. from their experiences yeah that's great another one is datingpositives.com it says it's a social discovery platform for (laughs) sti positive people that you can chat find love hook up or seek advice from others experiencing the same things Hmm. don't think i'm ready for that just yet (laughs) (laughs) oh there's another podcast something positive for positive people episodes that are about different stis and then let's see the stdproject.com it's a website you've heard about this i've heard of the stdproject.com 
says it aims to break the stigma through educational articles mm-hmm. and uh yeah that one's pretty good mm-hmm. so yeah those are some resources out there if you're dealing with it you're not alone you can even reach out to me you can email us at therapistunfiltered at gmail.com I'd be glad to reach out talk to you and um, I hope this helped you as much as it helped me (laughs) I'm very proud of you thank you and I really hope that by sharing that this helps everybody who's listening just be better just do better just be better yeah be better do better better. try harder (laughs) because that's what we need to do for each other because we're all dealing with some shit Mm mm-hmm so that's what we need in the world right now so thank you for putting it out there and being very brave if we did more of this i think a lot of us would be better off and would feel better about ourselves Mm -hmm. so go be supportive right now all of you (laughs) everyone who's listening on that note we're just gonna end right there that was great (laughs) wonderful all right thanks for tuning in talk to you later